Hello, and welcome to the Inspired Educator Podcast, where educators share insights to improve the educational experience. I'm your host, Dr. Yuling Lee. On today's episode, I'm presenting a conversation between Professor Nina Pak Louie and her post-degree student, Noelle Kelbert. At the time of this recording, Noelle was in the first year of our post-degree program. Their conversation centers on reflecting on significant moments of learning for transformational thinking. In particular, they discuss overall personal growth as it relates to assessment and professional standards. This episode is part of a Shirk Explore grant about pre-service teachers and podcasts. Without further ado, here's their conversation. Okay, welcome to the Inspired Podcast. And today our guest is a post-degree student teacher at Trinity Western University. They completed the first year of their studies and they're moving on to the professional year program next year. And um, our guest, she took Education 401, the assessment for learning class with me in the spring semester of 2022. And she volunteered to be a guest on the podcast to share her final reflection with a wider audience. So thank you so much for being courageous and sharing your learning with others. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Okay, uh, first we're going to start by you introducing yourself to the audience. You can share whatever you'd like to share. And then I will remind the audience why you're here and then we'll start with the questions and you can have some time to answer them. Yeah, absolutely. So prior to Trinity, I did my undergraduate degree at the University of British Columbia and I did it in music. Um, from the beginning, though, I knew that I didn't want to pursue um, music outside of my bachelor, though. I didn't want to do a master's. I was very interested in education. I had always uh, loved children and loved learning. So I thought that would be a good avenue for me. And so I started looking into the Trinity program uh, about third year of UBC. And I decided that's the path that I wanted to take. And so I applied and I got in. And I really have a heart for teaching middle and upper high school students. I had a couple of really influential teachers in my high school years that really made me think and just examine the world and my worldview in a completely different way than I ever had. And I'll forever be thankful to them for that. And so for me, I really wanted to be able to be that teacher too if not just one student. And so something unique about my education experience, though, is I actually didn't attend traditional school. Oh, I didn't know that. I know. I was actually homeschooled uh, K through grade 12. So prior to this program, I actually had never stepped foot into a classroom. Okay, that's this is new information for yeah. me. I did not know this. Okay, yeah, continue. Yeah, so um, K through grade 12, I did um, homeschooling. My mom homeschooled me until about grade five, and then I did a online schooling um, through the states. It was called the Potter School, and it was phenomenal. I absolutely thrived. I absolutely loved it, and I wouldn't trade that experience for the world. It taught me so much, and it just, it's a constant reminder as to why I want to be a teacher. I just have such a heart for 
having students critically think and just learn. And this program has just reminded me of that every single day. Well, we're glad you're with us. Okay, let's begin the episode. Thanks for the introduction. Um, In 401, in the assessment class, uh, students were kind of asked to look back at the entire semester and reflect on your overall growth and transformation. And I guess your responses should reflect um, the outcomes from the program, as well as the key professional standards from BCTC and then related learning course outcomes. So there's quite a few things that we, or you had time to Mm -hmm. reflect on. And then the framework that we're using is sort of the, what did you think about assessment for learning prior to starting this class? And then what were the like key significant moments of learning that really helped you learn deeply and possibly transform your thinking? And then because of that, where are you now? And then finally, what are some personal commitments you'd like to make for the future? Mm-hmm. That was the framework. So the first question is what images, experiences, and assumptions and associations did you have about assessment and evaluation for learning before taking Education 401? So before 401, I had a very limited view about assessment and evaluation of learning. But throughout the course of the semester, I began to develop a better understanding of the importance of the intentionality behind assessment. Prior to this, however, I actually argued quite strongly for traditional grading, and I didn't understand the move towards a standards-based grading system or the purpose for summative and formative assessment. Although my K through grade 12 school years did not encompass the negativity of the traditional grading practices that a lot of students students experience. My years at my previous university did not reflect the positivity of my elementary and high school education. So at the school that I went to before Trinity, um, they had a very conventional approach to assessment and grading in many ways that clouded my perception of assessment and grading. Traditionally, grades are used to determine scholarship opportunities, the level of knowledge one has, and overall understanding of the given subject area. However, as the progression of my university experience went on, it became abundantly clear that using grades in this way did not benefit my understanding of the class whatsoever. Grades were not used to enhance the learning opportunities and were very subjective. Something I appreciated about this class was the flexibility that was afforded to the students. Experiencing the teaching and the grading practices that were being actively taught to us in the class was another way in which I developed an understanding and appreciation for standards-based grading and flexibility of assessment and learning. Throughout the course of the semester, Nina actively demonstrated to us what she was teaching by continuously re-evaluating the purpose behind summative and formative assessment activities and assignments. In chapter one of the textbook, um, they say quality classroom assessment produces accurate information that is used effectively to increase student learning and accurate information comes from clearly identifying the purposes for which information about student learning is being gathered. 
I was constantly challenged with asking myself, what is the purpose of this assignment or activity? Is this benefiting the student's learning? And simply, what is this teaching? And this is something that you (laughs) taught us throughout the entire semester. And it was so amazing to be able to see it play out. Yeah. And like there were also moments throughout the semester where I had like health issues or something Mm -hmm. and you were able to just readjust my learning according to what I was going through. And that that benefit benefited me so much. Like I don't know if I would have gotten through the semester Mm -hmm. if you hadn't done what you were teaching. Yeah, because you were willing to be vulnerable and share with me a barrier that you Mm -hmm. were going through. And so then a good assessment practice would consider that barrier and think of ways to break it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times grading and teaching and learning is seen as very cookie cutter. And these are the students. This is the teacher. This is what you teach the students. This is how you teach the students. But I don't think people quite understand that every single student, whether they are challenged or whether they are excelling at a rapid speed, every single one of them has a barrier and that mm-hmm. barrier needs to be addressed and acknowledged. And identified. And identified, yeah. yeah. Okay, thanks for sharing that. And I'm glad you thrived. Yeah. Even though you were facing those challenges. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think you kind of answered the second question, but you can elaborate more if, if you didn't fully answer it. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, identify the specific opportunities that significantly affected your thinking and growth and understanding about assessment and evaluation for learning and how did course learning alter and expand your thinking and beliefs in relation to assessment and evaluation for learning? Yeah, so I touched on this a little bit, but I can't count enough fingers Um, The number of times my peers um, throughout my previous university experience said, what's the purpose of this assignment? Because oftentimes one, like there was none. It was Mm -hmm. simply for a grade. The amount of times I would go in for an exam and it would be on nothing that we learned in class, but it was just for a grade. But then what is this grade being used for? What is the purpose? Establishing purpose in assessment for and of learning is essential for effective learning. And so throughout the course, I learned that there are five keys to classroom assessment quality. So the first one is clear purpose. Second one is clear targets. Third is sound design. Fourth is formative usefulness. And five, effective communication. Once I began to analyze and review my teaching practices through these keys, I was able to define the intended learning for my class. Mm -hmm. If the learning targets aren't clear for the teacher, how in the world are students going to be able to understand what they're learning? And that is so important. I think oftentimes it's not understood that students should have the same understanding as the teacher. The teacher is learning alongside the students. The teacher just has a little bit more knowledge. But if the students don't understand what they're learning and why they're learning it, they aren't going to want to learn it. Mm -hmm. And that was like a key theme throughout all the readings. Yeah. The learning intention. It all relates back to the learning intention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And something that you brought up a lot too is like as a volleyball coach, (laughs) as a volleyball coach, (laughs) 
And I have a nephew who does hockey too. Mm -hmm. So when they go to practices, they have an intended purpose. They don't just go to practice and practice all of these skills for no reason. They're practicing it for the purpose of playing in a game that weekend. And then they reevaluate after the game and they fix those things. <laughs> well, I don't understand why teaching and classroom teaching can't kind of be seen as the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that analogy stuck with you. Yeah, okay. definitely. Anything else you want to share? Or? Well, there were two moments in particular that stood out to me as most influential through the um, course of the semester. The first class I recall is where we used cookies to recreate rubrics. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. the cookie and rubrics. So at first, creating rubrics um, seemed really quite simple. I thought it's common practice. You just kind of have to say this is what you're looking for and then just go for it. But until I was tasked with creating a grading rubric for the cookies, I didn't realize how difficult and time-consuming it was to create a rubric that was a detailed enough was positively explained. That was really difficult. Oh, using strength-based language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And fit the criteria of a perf- perfect cookie. A couple of questions that stayed with me was, what makes a quote-unquote perfect cookie? Is this cookie perfect for me? And how am I biasly grading this cookie right now? <laughs> I mean... I, I don't know if it was perfect cookie. It was just yeah. like a... What was it? I can produce. Yeah, I can produce a cookie a chocolate chip cookie yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah but these questions um become even more important when applying them to an actual classroom of diverse learners and then another dif- uh, defining moment came from being asked in class whether students should have marks taken off for late or missed assignments and this was in one of the last classes oh yeah when we used philosophical chairs and debated a bit or dialogued yeah different points of view about grading or grading policies. Yes. Mm -hmm. And this was one of the most challenging moments for me (laughs) because I was so brave to speak your truth. I was the only one on the one side of the room. No, you are not the only one. I think, I think there were like two or three of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I hope you felt respected. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I I wanted to like poke a little bit. Yeah. No. Why? (laughs) Because I've always felt very strongly about instilling personal responsibility in my students. Mm-hmm. Um, that is still it, very important. It is very important. But it became very clear to me that the way to do that is not through grades, mm-hmm. but through modeling. Or teaching. <laughs> and teaching and classroom management. But like those things don't need to be done through grades Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so there's like big epiphany about using grades to yeah reward yeah yeah, incentivize behavior yeah Mm -hmm. yeah okay yeah okay moving on to the next uh the next question is select an icon of wisdom related to the spiritual or moral or ethical implications of assessment practices 
go, you can go beyond the course to find additional wisdom that is especially meaningful to you. And the icon, icon can be quotes, images, and or stories. Include a brief description of why it was chosen and how it relates to your future assessment practice. And this is just a reminder that we are a faith-based teacher ed program, the only faith-based uh, teacher ed program. And this question creates open space for students to bring into the conversation things that are really important to them. Yeah, so I've had a lot of, I guess, icons that I've, a lot of icons that I've kind of envisioned throughout the course of the semester. But at the very beginning of the, of the first term, um, they, they asked a similar question to this in another course. And I said that this journey for me is a little bit like a book series okay. or a book. Elaborate. So just like a book goes through drafts, rough drafts, and it will never be perfect, so is my journey with assessment. Just like a book series, my journey with assessment will never fully end because I will constantly be learning and growing. Yeah. And I mean, just like a book, just like a piece of work that you write, you scribble on it, you erase, you make notes, and it's never, even when you send in that final draft, there are going to be things that you know you should have done differently. Um, that sentence where you regret saying it, that's, that's okay because you can learn from it. So I think taking from this class too, um, the fact that it's okay to make mistakes as long as you acknowledge them and as long as you grow from them. Hmm. This is just sp spontaneous. Like if you really think about your beliefs and your values, is there something from this course that resonates with those beliefs and values? Yeah. So I have grown up a Christian in a Christian household, and I've been very blessed with how I was raised and just, yeah, I had a very blessed childhood. Um, but growing up in the church, there was always this, um, this teaching of growing from your mistakes, from your failures, and just this abundance of love that comes from Jesus. And I think as a Christian educator, that is even more so important because we need to recognize that we are imperfect humans. And as a result, we'll never be perfect teachers. And even more so, we need to make sure that our students know this. Um, we don't want them to be idolizing us. And we want them to be able to recognize that through Christ, we are saved and renewed. But as your teacher, I'm going to make mistakes I'm going to say things that might not always be right. And I'm going to try to acknowledge that to the best of my ability. But even if I don't, come to me and tell me these things so that we can have an open dialogue. I think one of the most, um, one of the things that I hope most for in my future classroom as an educator is to be able to have open dialogues with my students. Obviously to a degree, we aren't therapists or anything like that. But if we can have open dialogue about mistakes and learning, 
um, not just from the point of view of the students, but also from the point of view of the teacher, I think that learning will be a lot more effective. Okay. And then the last one is, what specific actions will you take next as a result of your growth in understanding of assessment and evaluation for learning? Yeah, so there are specific actions that I will take in order to grow my thinking and understanding. I have the responsibility to positively impact my student lives and to help them grow in their knowledge and understanding. I also have the opportunity to help them become critical thinkers and good citizens within society. I believe it is my duty as a Christian and as part of the BC Professional Standards for Educators to care for each one of my students and to act in their best interests. In order to do this well though, I will take time to reflect on my teaching assessments and strategies and seek advice from others. I can also reflect and speak with my students about concerns they have and initiate honest and thoughtful dialogue with them about my assessment practices and addressing any concerns that they might have. It is so important to remember that each student's learning journey is uniquely different and that they all learn vastly different and at different speeds. Thanks, Noelle. And then the summary statement. First I thought, then I learned, now I think, so I will. Okay, let me see if I can get this right. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to be right. Just be you. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So first I thought that formative and summative assessment was unnecessary and not a proper way of monitoring a student's learning. <laughs> then I learned that formative and summative assessment more accurately shows a student's understanding of a subject if utilized correctly and that there's so much more to learning and teaching than just grades. Now I think I could never go back to traditional grading system. I have come to understand how important it is to have clear purpose and goals when assessing and evaluating. So I will learn to challenge my views and to always have clear purpose. I will always continuously learn from assessment methods in order to better my students' learning. And I will use this information to help them in their journey of learning. Mm -hmm. And when you tell us how important it is to meet them where they're at in their journey. That's what assessment allows us to do. Exactly. Because it provides sort of a window into where they're at and how they're doing and helps us see where to go next mm -hmm. together. So I hope you can see that sound assessment practices can help you achieve the things that are really important to you in Absolutely. your teaching practice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything else? I think just thanking Trinity, honestly, for having this program and having this course because um, it was just such a blessing. Aw. Yeah. Thank you for being open. I know that your views were being challenged. You weren't the only one. Yeah. We all come into the class with our own experiences mm -hmm. and our own beliefs and values. And I wasn't trying to indoctrinate anyone either. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> this was not an indoctrination no, course. Yeah. It. It was just, it was really awesome because you also created just a, a really awesome space for dialogue and conversation. And each one of the students in that class felt comfortable sharing their opinions and views about everything. And I think that's just such another important aspect of teaching in the classroom because the things that I learned from my peers were also so important, so important. Yeah. 
Thanks for coming along. Thank you so much for having me. All the best next year when you're in professional year. Thank you so much. Bye. A special thank you to Nina and Noel for a wonderful conversation. This episode is brought to you by the School of Education at Trinity Western University and funded in part by a Shirk Explorer grant. Until next time, may you be inspired in your educational journey.